0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back, guys, to more Knowing Wheel. Where today we're here back for episode 54 of the Formula One based podcast. As always, I'm joined by Jamie183. H- how are we doing, mate?
1: I'm doing well, yeah. Had a um, good race over the weekend. Well, it was an all right race. We'll get into that later, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're back at it with the podcast. Glad to be here.
0: Yes, yeah. Always Always good fan, to, always, good fan always good fun uh, to get back into it. Even, I should say. But of course, as always, you know, if you're new around here and you do, obviously, are interested in the podcast, please check out the links down below. Spotify is the main one. You know, we're trying to push every podcast on Spotify. So if you could give us a follow over there, it would be massively, massively appreciated. We've also now launched a TikTok. Yes, I'm really sort of stretching around on TikTok more and more. (laughs) uh, Not just on my personal channel, but also now at Knowing Wheel on TikTok. If you want to sort of see clips... And bits like that, you know, help us, give us a follow. Massively, massively appreciated. Of course, links to Bybit, uh, links to uh, Manscaped, and of course our Clips channel here on YouTube. I'm going to try and get back in and start posting on there properly as well over the next few weeks. Am I forgetting anything, Jamie? Your
1: uh, F1 merch. F1 merch. F1
0: merch. If if you're interested, there's still a few days left on all the Miami drops. Now, that was actually going to be one of the first questions I wanted to ask you, Jamie, as well in just a moment. Okay. yeah, plenty, plenty of links are down below for you guys to check out. And obviously, again, it massively, massively helps us and supports the podcast grow. But yeah, that accidentally then kind of leads us into a question for you, Jamie. What are your thoughts on the F1 Miami merch? Because I feel <sighs> I'm the only person I know who really digs quite a lot of it.
1: I mean, it's very Miami, isn't it? They've, the marketing has been on point for the whole race weekend, to be fair, including yes. all the teams individually and F1 as a whole has really like sold the show like as it is obviously we don't really i i, I was watching a bit of fp3 and um it was montoya was like in europe you don't really get the whole show thing but in america yes. it's massive yeah so they did a very good job generally i didn't actually look at any anything from the in like in terms of buying anything because i just didn't really want it so i haven't looked at actual actual products but generally they all looked really good
0: yes yeah i must admit i think it was I mean, we've had quite a few different big launches this week, haven't we? Like, pre weekend. Um, mm. Alpine brought brought some fire merch to Miami. I thought they had a couple of good bits. Shame they ruined it by bringing out a bucket hat as well, <laughs> uh, which was a bit of a shame. The other one I wanted to ask you about, because again, I feel like I'm the only person that's really vibed with this, was the Mercedes NFT livery.
1: I really liked it. I don't like the fact I... it's an NFT. I can but. completely
0: again. Obviously, the <laughs> NFT side of things completely separate conversation, but the actual design and the artwork they had was yeah. phenomenal. Wasn't yeah, yeah, it?
1: it was amazing. Yeah, very good from Mercedes. Um, recovering delivery a little bit back to how it used to be in terms wait, of wait. in terms of quality. I mean, the twenty oh, twenty right. Mercedes is just the best car That's... look of all time oh honestly
0: it, i mean it was always isn't it Aus- austria that year where they oh. came out and someone had dubbed like the death star music over yeah, it wasn't it? literally because mercedes back when they weren't a clown show <laughs>
1: <laughs> says the hamilton fan I'm yes
0: <laughs> yeah hamilton and russell it's it's a painful time currently but not only then we'll, we'll actually get into a proper podcast discussion jamie as always timestamps linked down below if you're on youtube Mercedes, though, not only bringing some livery upgrades for Miami, but also bringing some actual car upgrades. Mm.
1: Yeah, so they've kind of been promising this kind of stuff since the beginning, like, especially since the first race where the we were actually quite slow. The, the upgrades, especially European season, which I guess most of them will be in Spain, but some of them got bought early into Miami. They're always going to big themselves up, I think. And to be fair, Friday it looked like. It was quite good. The porpoising yes. wasn't as much of an issue um, as it was in Imola, certainly. And the car, I think Russell topped FP two, and P uh, race. two in FP no, it... no,
0: he was P two in FP one. I think wasn't
1: he? Yeah, I think he. But yeah, his race pace was to... like right there. Yes. With, um, yeah. with Leclerc on like the yeah. long run pace, so he said he was he was after Friday. Yeah, he topped FP two by a tenth, and was second in FP one. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of saying on Friday he was hopeful of, like a, a shot at pole, um, which would be basically where you expect the players to be, like within within touching distance of the top two teams.
0: Especially with Mister Saturday and Lewis Hamilton yeah. in your car.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it all looked good until Saturday morning when they went back to where they were before. Really, but yes, they've probably got yeah. more to come. I'm sure. Um, so it's not the end of the world.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think you know it was smaller changes, wasn't it, this weekend? I think it was a new front wing. Uh, they've now, I think, finally... I think they were testing out a rear wing concept as well, I want to say, on mm. Friday for an actual lower downforce one. Um, so they were sort of tweaking and changing a few things. And I guess this is the weird thing, isn't it? Of completely new regs, things like this, of course. It was Sainz getting towed away at Imola, wasn't it? That everyone got a good look at the floor. Mm. And then I think Verstappen as well, when he had issues... I can't remember which Grand Prix. Um, melting, I want to say- I want to say it was in like a free practice session or something like that. Um, But obviously now where we're starting to actually be able to see other parts of each car, you know, sort of other teams are kind of looking over each other's shoulder, aren't they? A bit like that Mr. Bean meme uh, from all those years ago. (laughs) Um, But I mean, Friday was interesting, wasn't it? Of course, the good thing for us being European fans, now I don't know if it was the same for you. I quite like races at odd times. Now, for me personally most days i'm at work the latest i start work nowadays is 7am so australia for example having to be up at 6am was not a problem at all <laughs> on the yeah. counter to that though i do quite like the late evening races as well
1: i i think i i prefer morning races i, I there's something about the chinese grand prix japanese grand prix that i just like well, they're not ridiculously early, because Australia is always a bit of a hassle to get up that Japan early. Japan
0: was always worse, wasn't it? No, Japan's I it was 5 a.m.
1: No, nah, Japan's a bit, I think it's 7 a.m. usually. It's a, it's a bit later in Australia. But yeah, I don't know. I prefer, I almost like getting F1 out of the way yeah. and I can get on with my Sunday. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Like, I guess where, where you kind of dedicate your whole day to it, isn't mm. it? Or at least for <laughs> me anyway. Yeah, obviously. It becomes then like it's... the main event.
1: So yeah. when it's late in the evening, you kind of got nothing to do all day apart from wait. So. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I suppose. I I don't
0: know, (laughs) I guess where I sort of see it is I try and plan my day around F1, but if the race is really early in the morning or really late at night, effectively I've got a whole day anyway, and then I've got a Formula 1 race in there as well, which is nice. Um, But yeah, anyway, go back to Friday, though, like you said, Mercedes seeming like they've been finding some more progress, I think they, Um, overall,
1: they did make progress compared to Imola. They're learning, aren't they, still? Yeah, and they were not the third fastest team in Imola, I don't think. Like, Russell obviously, Russell finished fourth. Yes. And Hamilton was out of the points. 13th. Yeah. I remember it painfully well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd forgotten by now, but you you have those memories burned into your brain. I do, Um, yeah. So, yeah, they definitely made progress. They were comfortably the third fastest team this weekend, which, while it it isn't where they want to be... It's I'm, a good stepping stone, at least.
0: I'm not sure you could argue anyone is comfortably third fastest. Still.
1: Maybe not, yeah. It's very Wott close behind went the top two. He quicker in
0: qualifying than both of them.
1: Mm, he did. Yeah. But Harriet right there in qualifying as well.
0: Yes, so, yeah. They had a. Well, I mean, the race kind of fell apart for him, but yeah. qualifying was pretty good. I mean, we'll, we'll get onto that in just a moment. But of course, whenever we go to a new Formula One circuit, obviously, a lot of it early on in the weekend is just, you know, people make him. Oh, excuse me. Sort of small mistakes here and there. We saw Verstappen uh, rattle up against the wall at Turn 16 a couple of times. Sonoda mm. do it once. Uh, Latifi as well, having a few issues here and there. But I think the big talking point, wasn't it? Well, the two big talking points uh, from Friday was again just how quick the track was evolving and how rubbish the track surface was. Yeah. And then, of course, Sainz's big crash at Turn 12.
1: Mm, yeah. It was, which didn't look great for Carlos at that point in the weekend coming off the back of two DNFs in a row. Yes. Um, He's done the least the laps of, things, of anyone this year in races. Yeah, it didn't make that much of a difference in the end. So, yeah, he put it behind him quite quickly, but it was one of those other things, other, another thing that could, like, drag him down a little bit. But luckily for him, it didn't seem to do that.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was a horrible little corner, wasn't it? I was quite surprised because, obviously, for those of you, you know, cheeky plug here, Um, Obviously, I've had access to F1 2022, the game, for a little, around about a week now. Um, And it kind of, I had no idea sort of what to expect with Miami. But obviously, going on there and just how ridiculously tight that section of the circuit is really took me by surprise. But I guess the big discussion, wasn't it? Because obviously, again, going back to pre-weekend, of course, we've got the new rulings on whether drivers can wear jewellery um have to only wear fireproof underwear and then you're gonna get checked to make sure you are all this that and the other um which on the one hand i can understand it's certainly a gray area isn't it i think for a lot of people obviously hamilton's now gotta have surgery i think it is to get some of his (laughs) removed uh so don't want to know what fandangle thinks he's got too much
1: information there from lewis but exactly
0: exactly but it's kind of that whole thing, isn't it, of they're focusing on that, you know, they're going to be checking Seb's underwear, which I'm sure there would be auctions for millions of pounds by Twitter, <laughs> Twitter people. Twitter would love that, yeah. Twitter would love that one, but then when Siteson and, of course, Ocon made the same mistake in fe 3 they're both saying, we need a tech pro here, and the yeah. FIA, they're like, eh, it's alright. It's just yeah. a bit odd, isn't it? Because, I mean, Ocon, I think it was a 51G yeah, crash. Yeah,
1: 50G, which should not be happening, especially, like, you can almost understand it if it's a really high speed section. Yeah, not a low speed. A low speed section, there's no way you should be going straight into a concrete wall. Like, there's just no need for it at all. So, no. it's a weird one why they're buckling down on some things and then just choosing to turn a blind eye to the fact that Ocon uh, had to go to the hospital for checks. So, <laughs> like, it was, yeah, dunno, weird one from the FIA. But they like to be seen to be doing stuff, don't they? So, yeah, putting, and I think putting in new I- rules is always a good thing for them. <laughs>
0: Again, isn't it? I, I can't remember the name of the... Uh, is it Niels Wittich, I want to say, no is one clue. of them? Um, but yeah, I mean, they're obviously trying to sort of... I think trying to stamp th- authority still, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, within... I think last I wanna... year they let him get away with a lot of stuff. Overall, yeah. So yeah. they're trying to, like, let, them, let the teams know who's in charge it, again.
0: There is kind of that element, isn't there? I think yeah. still, obviously, after the end of last year... You know, there there was all these talks, wasn't it, of... Because I think it was a really weird scenario, wasn't it, where I think it was Spain, wasn't it, last year? We had the first team principal radio message streamed. Everyone kind of fell in love with it for some reason. Yeah, everyone loved it. And then immediately it got taken way out of control.
1: Yeah. And it it should not have been broadcasted all year either, but that's a topic for another day. Exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) I mean, if we ever get
1: a break week again, that can be something that is discussed. But
0: yeah, it kind of feels like obviously Niels Wittich and I, I did have the other guy's name up and now I've lost it again um, Eduardo Fritas sorry um, they've kind of obviously come in and are kind of just they're like we're going to tell everyone this is how we're going to run this sport and on the one hand you kind of respect them for that but on the other hand you sort of think they're only going to respect you if you listen to them as well I think yeah. it was Lando Norris came out saying wasn't it that sometimes the drivers do know where the danger is
1: yeah Like, they do this for a living. (laughs) Yeah, it's a strange one, but there we go.
0: Yes, yeah, and I mean, obviously, like we said, track evolution was massive over the course of the weekend, and of course, track evolution means absolutely the most when you get to a Saturday qualifying session, doesn't it, Jamie?
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's almost like being on a wet-to-dry track. It wasn't quite as that extreme, but it wasn't far off where, like, the difference between the first run in Q3 and the second run was two tenths easily, like yes, just by yeah. doing the same lap. And even so, then,
0: drivers were saying offline, it felt yeah. like it was driving in the wet, which is yeah. kind of insane.
1: Especially that's pretty poor from the circuit, because at the start of a race, qualifying third is basically better than qualifying second, which shouldn't be how it is. No, no. But just by having the clean line, you just gain like a couple metres off the line, which effectively gets you a position, which we saw at the start of the race as well. For quite
0: yes a few. yeah might might be jumping the gun there slightly yeah slightly go but on, We go go qualifying first.
1: and ocon like we mentioned earlier crashed in fp3 so wasn't able to take part quite a lot of damage to the alpine starting last um for the last race didn't... question
0: mark challenging bang
1: yeah he actually did quite well to do a last question mark to be fair um but yeah i didn't actually watch quali at all so you might have to go through this bit
0: I mean, to be fair, it wasn't, I think for me, I was kind of expecting it to be quite a crazy qualifying session. You know, you sort of think new track, everyone's worried, you know, if you make a mistake, it's all over immediately. Um, Big congestion potential problems down in towards the final corners, which we pretty much only sort of see badly uh, in Q1, of course, where there were 20 cars out on circuit. Yeah, it's 19 cars, sorry, wasn't it even? Um, but, I mean, nothing too major. Both Williams at and Q1, they always seem to be a little way away uh, in qualifying. Whether that's the car, whether that's the fact they've gone with the Dams tribute lineup is still to be decided. <laughs> I respect
1: Alvin, he's doing well.
0: <laughs> he, to be fair, race pace, he is actually quite good at the moment. That is certainly on the agenda later on in the podcast. Uh, Zhou Guanyu was a bit of lucky, he got held up Very right unlucky. at the end of his final lap. You didn't Once see again. qualifying, but Jamie's definitely got a strong opinion yeah. on this.
1: He was he's been screwed over every race since Bahrain. So there we, And he was screwed over in Bahrain with a clutch. So, yeah, it's not gone his way so far, but it'll come. It'll, it'll come.
0: Zhou <laughs> Guan Yu, famously Formula 1's most unlucky driver.
1: Right now he is. 100% of your races being unlucky. I think only Marcus Winklehawk can rival that.
0: Okay. Um, where <laughs> I could have sent us so far down the rabbit <laughs> hole then, that would have been incredible. I guess the only major shock out at Q one was actually Kevin Magnussen. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Haas they're very weird, aren't they? They're just like you never know what to expect with Haas going into a race weekend. And this one, it seemed like they were a bit more off the pace than they have been at times. But also Australia, they were like ninth fastest. So, yes. Yeah. And I think very- this is. It's sort of the midfield summed up, isn't it, really? Like, it's so tight that you can get one thing wrong, like your drivers are having an off day, or you get a setup slightly wrong, and you're suddenly going from, like, 8th to 18th.
0: Yes, yeah, and this is exactly the point Gunther Stein has been trying to drive home Mm. over the last few races. You know, that midfield is insanely close. I mean, this is actually what I said pre-season, wasn't it, Jamie? I yeah. want every team to be able to fight for points each weekend.
1: And you're getting it, too,
0: And so far, is, is we're still getting it at the moment. Uh, moving into Q2, though, I think this is where we saw probably the biggest shock of the weekend, and that was George Russell not even able to match his uh, FP2 time.
1: Yeah, despite the track evolution that we just spoke about, something went really backwards on the Mercedes overnight, and yeah it's but weird they said they
0: didn't change the setup yeah much they didn't change all.
1: anything maybe it was track conditions it got a bit hotter didn't it on the saturday
0: but even that everyone yeah. thought was going to play towards mercedes hand this is why they seem to be doing quite all right most of the weekend was because the track was that warm it was just very, very again and this is the odd thing isn't it with mercedes because i know sort of i get asked by sort of family and people at work and things like that, going oh you know george struggled in qualifying didn't he I'm sort of there, like, Mercedes is still trying to learn, isn't it? Yeah, that's the big thing yeah. at the moment. So I think that's,
1: that's what they were so good at in the previous eight years. Like, they always knew what to do when their car was struggling, bar, like, maybe a few races in 2018 at the start. Um, like,
0: I, I genuinely was going to argue the opposite, to be honest. Mercedes have never really been in a position where they've struggled, so they haven't needed to yeah, learn Yeah, I guess they don't way. need to
1: learn that quickly.
0: Like, for example, Singapore 2014 when they had issues, they didn't really get them sorted the year after.
1: No. That's <laughs> they were just sort of, fast enough to win in 2014 anyway.
0: That was just the only sort of big example, isn't it, of Mercedes yeah. really struggling. But And I guess this is the thing as well, isn't it, when people obviously go, oh, yeah, you know, George had a horrible qualifying session. At the end of the day, I don't genuinely believe Toto Wolff looks at that. And I think they'd rather have a session where they finish P12 and 13 and know what they did wrong rather than finish third and fifth saying i've no idea how they managed it
1: yeah yeah it's that knowledge especially when you can see already they're not going to win the title like yes learning anything is better than just being confused and doing better yes you want to know where your performance is coming from or where it's
0: lacking at the end of the day and again this is sort of what you know Mercedes kind of got dug in this pit haven't they recently of going you know our, as they said on Friday you know our car without the porpoising is as quick as the Red Bull and the Ferrari hypothetically yeah and hypotheticals don't win world championships doing a uh,
1: an Eric Boulier from McLaren back in the day best chassis. oh don't <laughs> don't that
0: was just yeah our chassis the best on the grid so and the we'll Honda go- engine
1: striking it down <laughs>
0: yeah and then we'll put a Renault power unit in and we'll still be nowhere yeah um but yeah, so Russell ended up out in Q2, P13 there, it's a shocking mm. performance for him, especially after, you know, Hamilton's is over, apparently, because <laughs> of as as how well Russell's yeah, been doing. look at the doing. race result. Exactly, exactly, despite <laughs> that, still thrashed him. Um, but he was joined by Ricardo, who was a long way off Lando at the end, of, or not a long way off, but surprisingly Q1, well, far well, away. Like, yeah. yeah, he just, Lando seemed to smash out the lap in Q2 there and got away, and then it was... Mick, seven Alonso. So really, yeah, three three of the guys likely to yeah. retire in the next couple of years out in Q2. <laughs> one guy likely to get dropped and one guy seemingly in a Mercedes gulag for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> then we get into the spicy stuff, don't we, Jamie? Ready for Q3. Ferrari and Red Bull looking super close. First laps come in. Max Verstappen fastest by about two tenths.
1: Mm, big Second big run start. In the first runs.
0: Yes, yeah, there was actually. To be fair, second runs: Charles Leclerc, green through sector one; Carlos Sainz, purple through sector one; Max Verstappen, seemingly forgetting to do a qualifying lap.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the best for Max. Um, I'm glad it happened on a Saturday and not a uh, not a Sunday. But Very yeah, it was a bit of, bit of an unforced error, really, which you don't you don't tend to see from Verstappen. So
0: um, I'm, I'm thinking of a certain. Fastest street uh, circuit last year, <laughs>
1: the greatest lap of all time until turn 27.
0: That still does more than it should. How people claim that was a great lap. Well,
1: he didn't finish it, so
0: exactly it's not yeah. a lab,
1: <laughs> it was annoying, but there we go. Uh, P3 on the grid is probably better than P2, as we said earlier, but yes. science improved yeah, it didn't end up doing too badly. No, <laughs> science improved to beat max by five thousandths of a second, yep. Uh, and Leclerc went fastest, but well, quite comfortably, I think it was always two tenths, or was it over yeah, two
0: Yeah, 1.9 tenths. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, Leclerc gets another pole, the 12th of his career. Two
0: points in the bag on Saturday for me as yeah, well. Yeah, there's some points the for Matt to
1: pull it back, because I, once again, for Verstappen on pole. Yeah. <laughs> Fanboy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Ignore the Verstappen picture that's behind me.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I think we also need to specify as well, quickly, should we get, should we get the elephant out of the room, Jamie? Because we, we have noticed, we do go through the comments uh, on the podcast and the I need
1: to boost my week. ego when I get stuff right.
0: <laughs> no, not even that, but we, oh, I think we probably just need to categorically state right now, Bybit don't sponsor Jamie. Just, no, just, they don't. We're gonna quickly get that. I'm not one getting out. paid anything. <laughs> Jamie doesn't get sponsored by Bybit. That is a personal sponsorship for me and the channel, not not Jamie. So he's not. If they're backing... listening,
1: if they're li- I'll take a sponsorship, if you're listening,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance to get your plug in, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we've noticed a few comments over the last couple of weeks going. Jamie only picks Verstappen because of his Bybit sponsorship, N- not the case. No, he's I'm just, just, I just a like biased the fanboy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Say it how it is.
0: <laughs> exactly, but I guess the other big surprise <laughs> in Q3, wasn't it, was Bottas P5 mm.
1: Yeah, the Alpha was decent, this has been all season really. Um, I
0: reckon they're the third fastest car, they've just got two useless
1: drivers Not a chance <laughs> <laughs> Fifth I, and Imola yeah. yeah, but they were behind Mercedes, no less so you...
0: It was because George is a beast
1: Yeah, I mean, lucky. he's
0: literally apparently put Hamilton into retirement Yeah, awesome. Hamilton's
1: Hamilton's uh, edging on leaving F1 for good washed up yeah, washed up after so all this go. time and both Alphatari's like we said getting Q3 for the first yes. time in a while it feels like yeah um, yeah, and Stroll somehow getting Q3 in an Aston Martin so fair play yeah. at qualifying battle exactly. we, uh, I mean, we've given so much qualifying. flack for the Aston Martins and they've been doing really well the last two races they've
0: suddenly just yeah I mean it was clearly the motivation we've given yeah.
1: them they to, must have been watching
0: get on with it yeah uh, which, I mean, again, like I said, you know, it's nice to see as well. We, we, we might have spoken a little bit down on them uh, at Australia, but, you know, they're, they're bringing it around slowly but surely. The race wasn't so brilliant, but we'll, we'll get into it. It was kind of
1: one. out of their control, but yeah.
0: Mm, to a certain degree, to a certain degree. <laughs> um, but yeah, that meant then, Jamie, we had a Ferrari front row, Red Bull second row for the start of the Miami Grand Prix, a step into the unknown, what might happen in the race.
1: Who knows? I missed the start, so I was listening to Jodie and Palmer on the radio. I, I was
0: setting you up then for the intro, and I completely forgot you missed the start. That was yeah. awful <laughs> podcasting. I, uh, um,
1: I was running around Manchester looking for a pub to watch the F1. <laughs> the Free
0: alcoholic story. lifestyle of the North, eh? Yeah. Whatever, whatever has it go. done to you? Um, <laughs> to be fair, I also completely forgot there in trying to set you up to talk about the race start. Both Aston Martins, seemingly with fuel issues pre-race though. Yeah. I thought it was a heart back to Hungary last year. Um, yeah, but when
1: they just forgot to put fuel in the car. Yes, um, exactly. In time. So they both had to start from the pit lane, which ruined their. I think were they tenth and twelfth?
0: Twelfth and What's...
1: twelfth. Yeah, that was that was the words. Um, yeah, where did they qualify? In th- tenth and twelfth. Yeah, well, bang on, bang yeah, on. The there money. we go. But it, it ruined it and made them start both from the pit lane. So not the best from Aston. These little issues they're gonna have to iron out if they, because there were definitely a lot more points on the table than they got so yes yeah (laughs) bit of a shame for the drivers but it's a team error so
0: yeah and I mean there was kind of that element as well wasn't there of to be honest you think new circuit odd first section perhaps being out of the way actually isn't such a bad thing (laughs) um because I mean we saw the start wasn't too dramatic was it we saw again like we said you know the big talking point was how badly were Perez and Sainz going to get screwed starting on the inside for turn one on the dirty line Perez didn't do too badly. Sainz, however, did get mugged by Verstappen yeah, at the start, it wasn't which I even wasn't the, surprised by.
1: It wasn't even the launch, though, was the interesting. No, like it's fairly even. Verstappen maybe got the slightly better launch, but it was really on the brakes into Turn 1, which I guess also comes down to having the racing line. But, yeah, it was a really good move from Verstappen, straight up into second place, and then kind of fell into the, uh, the common pattern that we've seen this year where Leclerc and Verstappen just drive off. <laughs> Which they did pretty quickly for everyone else. Not
0: uh, too much of an extreme, though. Perez and no. Sainz... I don't know whether it was a combination of new venue or what, but I early on Perez and were doing quite pretty well. well. Yes, yeah, there was a bit of a la- uh, that early on. I mean, the other sort of big talking point, wasn't it, was, of course, Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton, 2007 rivals, back at each other again with some contact at Turn 2. Didn't yeah. really affect him much, but it very much sort of, again... Correct me if I'm wrong here, Jamie. You know, perhaps there's a little bit of fanboys in one way or the other. I'm happy to admit it if it is the case. Did kind of seem like to me Alonso was putting his nose in somewhere it didn't belong.
1: Yeah, it was a weird one. It was like, what, front right to rear left. So yes, yeah. he was never really going to make the move. I don't think he kept the wheeling because it was Hamilton. No, no, of course <laughs> not. But yeah, it was a very optimistic one from Alonso. But luckily nothing nothing happened. Due no, to it, so. no.
0: I mean, it did push Hamilton back a couple of places, and yeah. Alonso basically spent the whole afternoon trying to do bump and runs. I think. On yeah, people. it
1: wasn't. It wasn't the best uh, clean drive from Alonso all race through, really. No, it's no. All part
0: of el plan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, but yeah. So Hamilton sort of got relegated from sixth down to eighth. three he was kind of wrong place at the wrong time at turn one, and obviously, yeah, locked up, and then was out of shape, and then got hit, and all this, that, and the other. But did very quickly start to make progress again. I think yeah, he was straight past an...
1: Gasly, straight past Alonso.
0: Yes, yeah. By lap three, he'd already was back up to where he started. Yeah. Uh, in the GP, and to be honest, most most of the race was was pretty dull. I guess the only sort of things we had early on, wasn't it? Was the hard tires weren't really working. Jean yeah, Russell... had to retire.
1: Russell got passed by Albon. Um, yeah, because of the hard tires.
0: Williams better than Mercedes confirmed.
1: Joe just overtook Ricardo for 13th place. and yep. then his engine broke. So yeah, ruined chance of a points. Um because he was doing pretty well. Pace was there as he saw a bottas. So yeah, could have got could have scraped a couple of points by the end, but there we go.
0: Yeah, that, that Unfortunate. was unfortunately. Like I said, the unluckiest ever F1 driver, yep. Joe Grand there. But we did get albeit briefly a battle on the front which was
1: nice yeah it was pretty exciting actually i think like as soon as this happened, got inside the drs it was kind of a matter of time yes um with yeah. straight on speed of that red ball was very helpful which is the first time in about 12 years that it feels like red Bull's quick on a straight line it's um, kind of mad isn't it yeah it just
0: doesn't seem right
1: <laughs> no it's like we've been so used to them going to monza and suddenly not being quick anymore but from back in like the early 2010s yes yeah i mean but...
0: it's weird isn't it Sort of when mm. you look at it, like if you compare I'm I'm trying to compare let's say F1 2022 to F1 2018. Red Bull are 2018 Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari a 2018 Mercedes and Mercedes a yeah. 2018 <laughs> that's Red <actually> Bull. True. <laughs> it's really <laughs> odd.
1: Yeah. But hopefully that doesn't mean that the going to win the championship. Um but Verstappen's miles better than Bell so that's fine. Uh, there we go. <laughs> It's the only bites that one gets. Despite it being a fact. Um, oh yeah, I
0: was gonna say it's knowing wheel, Jamie. I mean, you've 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 known some wheel there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, nothing happened after that. <laughs> it's Look, true. Max, Max got into the lead and drove off. Yeah, uh, and that was kind of it for about forty laps.
0: <laughs> well the only other thing we have, wasn't it, was Alonso after to try to murder Hamilton on that one, then
1: tried it again on Gasly. It was such a stupid move for a Like he No Gasly shut so the door, late. mate. Gasly Alonso the wasn't door. alongside until like at the apex there yes. was such yeah. a closing wedge that yeah Alonso got a penalty for it as well so that shows who's in the wrong exactly um, exactly but yeah sometimes that had the knock-on effect the Esteban knock-on effect um, that was such a
0: <laughs> you cannot give me stick
1: for saying Richard for sure anymore <laughs> no that might make that a thing really <laughs> um, but yeah Gasly trying to recover to the pits with broken steering or broken something, so his car wasn't pointing in a straight line anymore, um, accidentally took out Lando Norris. So, yeah, that actually caused something to happen. Norris yes, we... had a, a very high-speed spin, it felt like, but didn't hit the wall somehow. Luck. And that, luck is half. How... Yeah, it was complete luck. I saw I saw someone... Praise, one of the YouTubers who will remain unnamed praising Norris for not crashing into a barrier
0: will, will you put their name in the chat so I can see who it was That'd okay because then, then I'll decide whether we want to name yeah. or not <laughs> oh yeah name and shame mate name and nah, shame nah you can do it I'm not having that on <laughs> <in> my head
1: <laughs> yeah so apparently Norris did really well to keep out the wall when he literally let go of the steering wheel um, but he was out the race on the spot Gasly tried carrying on but the steering was done so also retired um, yes So yeah, not the best for either of those two. Alonso got a five-second penalty, as we said, for causing both of those incidents, really, Um, and that caused a VSC and then a safety car uh, about a minute later. Yes, yeah. Some people tried taking advantage of. I'm a bit confused as to why they didn't all do that. I think it was the lack of tire choice was for quite a lot of them,
0: and Um, bad timing around the lap. I think a lot of them were still worried about going offline, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, maybe. But, but yeah usually when we see late race safety cars like basically everyone pits unless the guy in second wants to do the opposite of the guy in the first
0: yes yeah
1: but it was only perez out of the front runners who made a stop
0: and george russell george oh russell. yeah george
1: george was doing my strategy from league racing
0: he literally <laughs> did a jamie league race where he was useless for a lot of them well not useless but jamie used to be he in just drove races, but... his
1: own pace not really doing much and then, and then somehow every
0: week gets a safety car.
1: Literally the, on the radio saying, shall we just wait for a safety car?
0: <laughs> As Lando and Gasly murder each other. Yeah. I'm quite surprised that you've pinned the blame just on Gasly.
1: For what? It was Alonso's fault.
0: No, the uh, the crash for Lando.
1: Well, his steering was broken. So he was turning right and his car was going straight. So it wasn't deliberate. But
0: he was going left. To be fair, I thought it was
1: 50-50. Well, it was a racing incident. No one got a penalty, but it was because oh, yeah. his car was damaged, I think.
0: But I kind of felt that Lando would come towards him as well at the same time, to be honest.
1: Yeah, maybe it was a bit—they sort of went to each other, but yeah, neither of them were going to amount to much for the rest of the race. To be fair, so no. it didn't really matter.
0: No, and to be fair, like we said, it meant that for the first time in like 30 laps, something had happened uh, yeah. in the GP. Which, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. we were we were quite thankful of, and I think the Miami hosts were probably very thankful of yeah. as well because it had really turned into quite a procession up yeah, to that not point. The best. But. It, it did mean lap 46. Then Verstappen, excuse me, still in the lead. We then had Leclerc right behind him, Sainz in P3, and Sergio Perez fourth place, fresh rubber. Surely he's going to be able to win this one.
1: Oh, we forgot to mention Perez's engine issue, by the way. Um, that yes. was hampering him all race.
0: Yes. How did I completely forget about yeah, that?
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Matt did the notes this week, so there you go. I do the notes Um, every week. (laughs) But Perez was right behind Science in the first stint, and then a sensor issue, uh, so completely fell back about five seconds before they got it fixed, and then never really got back at Science. So he was on fresh tyres on the restart, but still with a lack of 20 kilowatts, I think, was the value. Yes,
0: I think the team was saying it was costing him about four tenths a lap, weren't they?
1: Yeah. So even with DRS and the Red Bull straight on speed, he wasn't really close enough for a proper go at the race win, certainly. He could have got science, I think, if stuff had played in his hands a bit better. Yeah. But unfortunately for him, that engine issue, yeah, hampered his progress quite a lot.
0: Yes, yeah. And I think sort of the exciting thing at the front, wasn't it, which I don't think any of us really expected, was then suddenly Leclerc seemed to be able to apply pressure to Max again out of nowhere.
1: I think the problem, so on the hards, once they stopped, the pace was really similar between Leclerc and Verstappen all race Leclerc
0: had been closing back slightly later on
1: but on the mediums at the start Leclerc was just nowhere I think he grained him immediately yeah so yeah yeah, Leclerc like Verstappen built up an 8 or 9 second lead on the mediums and then just protected his buffer uh, on the hards but the pace was actually quite similar so the safety car gave Leclerc a chance and it was pretty exciting he never had a proper proper go no but he was definitely with him for a good number of laps on the restart
0: Yeah, and I think this was the thing, wasn't it? You know, Ferrari was that much better through the corners, which meant Leclerc could stay closer, but he just couldn't gain anything or anywhere near enough down the straights, didn't he? But we did get a lot of carnage behind them, didn't we? Yeah, the midfield was going
1: mad. (laughs) It felt like every time it just cuts to a Hass and an Aston crashing into each other. I mean, uh, Magnussen and Stroll
0: is not a good racing combo. No. Let's be fair. <laughs> You've got Mr. No Awareness and Mr. I'm just going to be a no dick respect. to
1: everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was always... I mean, I think they both got warnings for weaving on each other, didn't they? Yeah. I think they came together about three times. And I... Vettel
1: passed both uh, uh, Hasses. Well, he passed Magnussen with a really good move. And then a lap later, it cuts to Vettel behind both Hasses again. Yes. It's like, how's yeah. that happened then? Yeah, and we yeah.
0: we couldn't really work out exactly what was happening later on in the day. We then also had George and Lewis battling it out for battle of whether George is decent or Hamilton's washed up, apparently. <laughs> um, which the funniest bit about that still was Valtteri Bottas in front of them. He'd been fifth pretty much all day long and had a fantastic run. And then he was apparently watching the battle in his mirrors and, and ran drove wide into a wall. <laughs> down at turn 17, which yeah. is just the most botass thing in the world.
1: Yeah, he saw two Mercedes in his mirrors and was like, right, i got to let these through. So, <laughs> yeah, not, not, it was a bit of an uncharacteristic mistake from Bottas, but yeah, it cost him But fifth.
0: weirdly not at the same time. No,
1: yeah. So he, he went wide at 17, let both Hamilton and Russell through. They had a pretty decent battle. Russell made a a move on Hamilton, but went off track to do it. So Hamilton, or Russell got told to let him back through again uh, just to pass him again a lap later. Yeah,
0: it was always going to happen.
1: It was medium, fresh mediums for Russell versus really old hearts for Hamilton. So yeah, that's what, three out of five races that Russell's got lucky with a safety car? Um, Three
0: out of five or two out of five?
1: Maybe only two. No, Jeddo got lucky and Hamilton didn't. Did he? Yeah, he got the VSC pit and Hamilton didn't.
0: Ah, yes. And
1: obviously Melbourne he did, and Miami he has as well. George (laughs) Russell, Mr. Luck. Mr. Safety Car Merchant. (laughs) Like myself, back in the day, but there we go. Back in the day. Back to the front of the grid. Perez was trailing Science pretty close. Had one go at him, down his turn one. Was pretty wild. I was going to say, Perez is just bizarre, isn't he? Yeah. But
0: this is the thing isn't it with Checo 99% of the time he's a very cool calm collected driver and then suddenly he just seems to take inspiration from Magnussen out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> and just goes full send on no on someone in a completely uncalculated fashion I mean it yeah. could have easily been both of them out had yeah. Sainz not finally seemed to have got his act together and remembered what he's doing in an F1 car
1: Yeah and they still almost crashed despite Sainz doing his best to avoid it yes. So yeah Science was able to see that one off. Perez also probably flat-spotted his tyres quite badly going for a wild one into Turn 1. Um, yeah, didn't really much happen for the rest of the race. Perez just came home in 4th and Sainz yeah. came home 3rd for another podium. So Exactly. The, the yeah. top
0: 4 were pretty pretty much sorted after that. Yeah, We did get one more piece of heartbreak though, didn't we, Jamie?
1: Oh, I found it really funny. So <laughs> I'm the, no, I'm not a, a mixed Jumaka. I'm not a huge fan of him to be fair. But, there we go he hasn't
0: delivered i think it's no. safe to say but you can kind of understand you know it was probably the last person he wanted to crash into
1: no yeah so it was very unfortunate
0: he was battling with Ocon, wasn't he you know it Mick was, Schumacher. actually in the did, you,
1: did you see the clip someone shared into our chat earlier um from f1 tv of schumacher's on board for that lap no because what gave it schumacher was in 10th place yeah just behind alonso uh, in DRS of Alonso. With, yes,
0: yes, sorry, I do know what you are well, right everyone
1: about. behind him. So he had, what, Vettel and Ocon behind him at that point. Yeah. Alonso then decides he can't be bothered doing the chicane in the slow speed section. Uh, he has a five second penalty at that point, so he's basically trying to break the toe. So yeah. just decides to straight line the chicane. And we mean completely... <laughs> we mean, this is completely like serious. League like, league racing style. Yeah. Straight out of a sprint lobby, Alonso just drives off, gains over a second on Schumacher. Uh, doesn't then Schumacher's obviously out of DRS range of Alonso. Uh, that causes him to get passed by Ocon immediately. And then down in turn one, uh, Schumacher tries to come back. He got passed by Ocon and Vettel, actually, in his turn 17. Well, Vettel
0: did a banging move on the yeah, pair did.
1: of them. Yeah, so Vettel got two in one. Ocon got past Schumacher and lost the place to Vettel at the same time. And then in turn one, uh, both of them... Uh, was it both? Was it maybe it was Schumacher trying to get past Vettel.
0: Schumacher, the, yeah, got another run. He got lap. a run past Ocon into yeah. the final S section, if you will, yeah. and then was slipstreaming seven to T one,
1: and went for a move that was, I think, it was hit more on him than it was on Vettel, to be honest.
0: Seventy thirty, I yeah. would say now, looking back at it more,
1: because he wasn't going for the apex. He there was more space on the inside, I think, which yes. kind of led to the contact. Vettel left enough space for a car but Schumacher was too far to the left, so they made contact. Both of them had the chance of the points ruined. Um, Alonso did get another five-second penalty for straight line and chicane, um, which he has a bit of history doing back in his final race of his last F1 career. Uh, back <laughs> so, in the Fahrenheit days, Yeah, when he just got fastest lap on his last race because he felt like it didn't bother with turn 11 at Abu Dhabi. <laughs> but there we go. Was it t- No, it would have been 10... Turn- 12 oh, and 13, yeah, I think. Yeah.
0: End of the second she came, wasn't it? Yeah. He kept cutting for some yeah. reason.
1: But, yeah, Alonso's a bit weird. Uh, Schumacher and Vettel taking each other out and then having a joint interview again at the end, which was quite amusing. Oh. Um, that left Ocon to pick up P8 from last on the grid. Yes! Um, which he did get quite lucky, because he was basically an anonymous race, and then went on to softs at the end with the safety he, car.
0: Oh, see, he kind of just appeared there, didn't he? Yeah. Out of nowhere at the end. Which was... Yeah. An underrated drive, looking back at yeah, it, Yeah, be he's been me.
1: very good this whole season, to be fair, to walk on. He has. Uh, he has, Somehow, Alex Albert does the same thing, uh, just appears in P9, like he did in Australia, really. Uh, apart from P10 back then, obviously, but... But yeah, he was, was P10
0: on the road, wasn't he? But obviously, he yeah, yeah penalty.
1: Um, and Stroll picked up a point from the pit lane as well, so... Yeah. Yes, yeah, a lot of Pretty a lot good, good drives from the
0: back, to be mm. fair, to all of them. But, I mean... If you include Mick as well, there six DNFS. Obviously, I know Mick Schumacher made it to the end, and Magnussen stopped the end of the he was go. out of it. Yeah, Magnuson stopped for some reason.
1: I think he crashed into Stroll, uh, probably for about the fifth time that race, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was initially classified as a DNF, but then eventually did get classified as a finisher, which saved our fantasy teams quite a few points.
0: It did. So- <laughs> it did really save our fantasy teams a few points, which we'll discuss uh, in just a moment. But yeah, I mean, looking back through, then, of course, Max Verstappen taking on the win ahead of both Ferraris and Sergio Perez. Merck's fifth and sixth there. Russell got the better of Hamilton once again. And then Bottas kind of avoiding all the carnage going on behind him whilst trying not to hit any more walls. Uh, Ocon, Alban, and Stroll ran out of the top ten there. And then Alonso, Sonoda kind of had a quietly disappointing afternoon the he end. Ricardo as well was pretty much nowhere. Um, and then obviously Latifi, Latifi kind of just Latifiing. Latifi. He pit onto a set of mediums later on in the afternoon and was still losing time to the cars in front. Which he was not, a pit this stop was behind before the safety car, like, wasn't
1: it? Everyone made their first stops and Latifi was still last. That's yes. how Latifi it was for him.
0: Exactly. And then Mick Schumacher did drag a wounded car home uh, for yeah. P15. There I ahead of mag Seb, Gasly, Norris and Yu Zhou uh, all not making it to the chequered flag there disappointing afternoon for alpha towery i think it's safe to say as well as mclaren of course 10 as well yeah i mean was they the only two teams that didn't score no Haas didn't either sorry yeah yeah. so i mean seven teams scoring points isn't crazy but not bad either still no at this stage of the game again williams getting more points on the board aston martin getting more points on the board you'd love to see it I'm really worried that we could see by the end of the year Haas still end up last overall, despite having a fairly decent car. I don't think car. so. I'm not assuming he gets they they will.
1: together. They should be Aston and Williams.
0: Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they didn't put it that way.
1: They've got a better car than for Tari as well. At the minute, I think.
0: It again, like we say, it's, it's very so difficult very tight, to call, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a I weird mean, one, but there we go.
0: Constructors' wise, I'm just having a look quickly at the so they're
1: nine ahead of Aston and twelve ahead of Williams.
0: It wouldn't genuinely surprise me.
1: It's a long season, but if, yeah. if the pace stays as it is now, I don't see them losing to those two teams.
0: Yes, yeah. But, I mean, it's it has to be fair that race weekend's results have made things rather interesting as well. Uh, 19 points now, the gap between Charles and Max in the championship. Yeah, less than but a race gap, win
1: for the first time in a while.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, that gap's definitely coming down rather quickly. Six points in it between Ferrari and Red Bull as well, which is certainly getting interesting mm. And I just always find it weird how we. Mercedes have had such an awful start to the season, yet they've still got more than twice the points of anyone behind them.
1: Yeah, because everyone else has only really been having one car do anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> it is yeah.
0: completely at the moment, isn't it? Having easily the two best drivers of those seven teams, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Because you look teams at McLaren. In, I should say,
0: including Mercedes.
1: Like, genuinely, all of those teams you've got probably an 80% point scoring by one driver.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got Lando carrying McLaren, Bottas carrying out for a male, weirdly points, carrying out. Sonoda yeah. to be is... fair, has done very well against Gasly Gassi's this year. has got
1: mad unlucky so far with DNFs.
0: Not helped, I completely agree, but Sonoda completely had yeah. the pace over him in Imola.
1: Yeah, he did, to be fair to him. And um, then... But, yeah. Haas is only Magnussen... Only came and scored. Aston's quite equal, but the car's just not there. And Williams is only Albon.
0: So. Yes, yeah. I mean, it is really a case of hopefully Mick Schumacher scores this year. But I, I mean, if we, if I he's say got Latifi, to at he's, some point, if I say Latifi won't score this year, we'll do an Aston Martin and suddenly come like P8 next week.
1: Latifi won't score unless we go another the Hungary. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what we. Um, driver of the day, then Jamie. Who? Mm. Who are we going I'm, with?
1: I'm going to not give it to Max, so the comments shut up. Uh, <laughs> but please do comment your drive the day below. Yes, yeah, <laughs>
0: please.
1: Uh, I w- I'm going to give it to Alex Alban. Um, I think he did really well. So, it's, yeah. it's
0: a very good shout, isn't it? Um, I think sort of looking through the grid, there's definitely a few notable ones, isn't there? Albin is one of them. Stroll as well, for a man that we yeah. often give a lot of grief to. Last of points is not bad going. Ocon as well. Pit lane to points as well. Kind oh, sorry. of was
1: his own fault that he was in the, didn't do qualifying anyway. Who's that, sorry? Ocon. He, Ocon. The only reason he was last was because he crashed it in FP3. Yeah,
0: but it was an unlucky crash still, wasn't it? Hmm. To be fair to him. Uh, George Russell as well, to be fair, got lucky in the end, but it was his own strategy call. So you've yeah. got to give him some respect yeah. there. I think I am going to say... I'm going to give it to Esteban Ocon. quiet, wow. decent drive for my driver Fair. of the day. Fair now, there we go. let's get in
1: to the more yes. important stuff. We haven't revealed this to each other yet. No. So, I feel like you've probably beaten me. But I F1 want a bit of Rogue.
0: F1 time. We, d- we didn't introduce that, Jamie. We just kind of no, started talking true. gibberish. It's F1 fancy time, people. Get your teams out. Have a look how many points is the question, Jamie. This week... How many points did you score?
1: Now, I, I backed the driver streaks and the race streaks and stuff. Yeah. So I made quite a few changes. Uh, now,
0: have you picked consistent drivers who have finished every week?
1: No. I uh, struggle struggled to
0: pick up streaks. That's why I've been sensible this year.
1: No, but you've, you get them in when they're about to get their streak. That's the thing.
0: Right. Okay. But
1: it didn't really work because Alonso then didn't get his quality streaks. He went out in Q1 in Q2. Yeah. But I got 202 points. Oh! So you've probably beaten me.
0: Oh! I got 197. Really? No, I got 241. No, I was going to say, that's trash. 241.
1: Nice. Right. I think
0: that is my best score of the year so far, I yeah. wanna say. it was
1: say. It was quite a kind week for F1 Fantasy in terms of the popular picks. All yes. Did quite well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this was definitely my best score so far of the year. I mean, I'm t- yeah. still not 100% sure how Leclerc got 100 but Oh, no, it must have been obviously from doubles, uh, yeah. bonuses, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, for he was streaks. A, he had a quality and race streak, so Leclerc yeah. was the best turbo.
1: Though, yeah, newsflash, he's above 19 million now. So, you can't turbo anymore.
0: He's still turboed on mine, apparently. Uh,
1: Oh, maybe, maybe if you don't update it, it's okay.
0: Yeah, he's still turboed on mine.
1: Oh, you can. Oh, maybe it's 19.1 he has to get to then.
0: And looking towards uh, Spain, I've got streaks on Perez hopefully going to come in and on Ferrari, which would be nice. Yeah, yeah. So, Um,
1: yeah, I went rogue. Uh, I chose this was the race to get rid of Ferrari as a constructor. (laughs) So my team ended up being Verstappen, Leclerc, uh, Russell, because he had a quali streak. No, he had a race streak, sorry. Yep. Alonso had a quali streak, which he didn't get, and Magnussen for the budget and Alfa Romeo was my team.
0: <laughs> I'm trying so, to work out yeah. how... So you've basically got Perez instead of... Sorry, you got Verstappen instead of Perez over me. Who was your team, sorry?
1: Verstappen, Leclerc, Russell.
0: No, who was your team? Oh, sorry, your constructor. Ah, right, okay. That's where you've saved a lot of money yeah. then. Not a bad shout, to be fair. Alfa Romeo, I think if they can no. get their second driver... Do In it terms it, of then.
1: budget, they're okay, but they're nothing compared to the might of Ferrari. No, uh, no, exactly. All all, but you can't really afford them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've kind of accidentally now got a quietly consistent lineup, haven't I? This is why I've been scoring good points all year. I've got Leclerc, Russell... I mean, I haven't changed mine still. I've got Leclerc, Russell, Perez, Albon, Ferrari and Magnussen still, which, I mean, all of those... Albon's
1: been a good shout, too far.
0: Albon has been... Since I put him in, He scored points in two of the three races. Yeah. I've done well putting Albon in my team.
1: Um, I think you're probably ahead of me overall then. I definitely
0: am, because there were like three points between yeah, us there was nothing into this in week, it wasn't before. it? Let's head over then, Jamie, to the league. 4,393 of you now in. We're trying to hit 4.5k. Get yourself involved. Links down below. Uh, Yeah, this was by far and away my best week so far of the year. 241 points, like we said. Um, Do you want to do our top 10 from Miami, or do you want to do our top 10 from the season? I'll do
1: the top 10 from Miami. I've got it open. Okay. So there we go. We've got Aman C., in first with 375 which is an awful lot of points um Verstappen, Megad, Leclerc, Turbo Red Bull is the team so that's a lot of money and then Albon, Bottas and Magnussen so that's a lot three, of three not
0: bad choices to yeah be fair. <laughs> he's done <laughs> I don't well. think
1: you could do much better than that to be fair and then so that was first place second place got 14 less with Ben D um none of these teams have good names in the top two unfortunately that was again Verstappen, Mega, Leclerc, Turbo Bottas, Magnuson, uh, Ferrari, and Ocon were the differences for the other one. So yeah, not quite as good, but still second place, so fair play. All of the top 10 did use their mega, I assume on Verstappen, uh, with Turbo, Leclerc, and yes, indeed, third place with Chris Y as well, did the same thing, but had Stroll, uh, Relentless Comics Racing, Oliver T in fourth, did the same thing. Verstappen, Mega, Leclerc, Turbo, (laughs) with Bottas, Ferrari, Alonso, and Magnuson. Uh, fifth place we had Natalia M uh, with a risky team so paying off this race and also had Gasly with DNF that's unfortunate could have done a lot better if you uh, had even like Sonoda which yeah unfortunate for that Scuderia Wickham in sixth from Canada and then we've got uh, Sid V, Latrina P and Sim F and Zonda D rounding out the top 10
0: Good, good. Congratulations to all of you if you made it into the top 10 this week. Has meant, though, Jamie, we've got a bit of a shuffle round overall at the top of the mm. league. Larry T now on top. 1,228 points. That I'll just have a look on the Global League. He's about 250th in the world.
1: Wow. Fair which play. is
0: kind of mad when you look at it because I think yeah, there's one and a half million people now uh, in the Global League. Yeah, 1,228 points for him. He's actually got a little bit of a buffer at he's the top He's not there. got
1: Leclerc either in his team. Wow. He has
0: not got Leclerc, no. You're absolutely right. He didn't driver this weekend. He had Verstappen, Perez, Schumacher, Magnussen, Bottas and Red Bull.
1: So So he's gone Red Bull, Haas and Bottas. Yes. And that's a fair play. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a gamble.
0: It's a gamble. Um, Willem, P2 overall though, on 1,210. Ahead of Ray T, uh, just one point further back there. Andre G, 1,207 ahead of Edward C. And then Oliver T, who you just mentioned. Sixth yep. place overall on 1,200 points on the nose. Uh, I'm going to pronounce... It's not Guillerme, is it? It's Guilherme. Guillerme. Sorry, <laughs> I'm always get it wrong. For our Brazilian listeners
1: and Portuguese yep. listeners.
0: <laughs> he is Portuguese. Yep, 1,189 points there. And then we've got Argelia uh, on 1,185. They're tied with Chris Y, And then it's Jerry B hair yeah, i don't be. know i'm probably gonna butcher that i'm so sorry um <laughs> the argentinian running out the top 10 there as well overall uh in the league so congratulations again you know if you're in the top 10 let me know or let us know even i should say uh where you're ranking now overall as well
1: in the where league. where are you ranking Matt?
0: this was what i was just about to ask you jamie <laughs> how many you're points are you on overall me. now
1: i'm on 989 oh so you're over I didn't realise right?
0: they still did scores in the three digits. <laughs>
1: that was coming. I am 1.09k, so oh. I'm not in the top K anymore.
0: Oh, I'm smashing it, mate. I have got 1,026 points. I'm sat nice. in 736th.
1: Wow, so it's still I'm really like close pack for to midfield. That's 20%? Okay.
0: Less than, I'm, yeah, about top 20%? Yeah, but top twenty five percent Yeah, I mean, my aim, I think, by the end of the year is top 1,000 still, because I will throw it away quite soon. And I'm looking, there's a lot of people ahead of me that have used their Mega Driver.
1: Yeah, loads of people use Megas already. We need to time that well. Yeah, I'm
0: sort of thinking, you know, if I get, say, (laughs) let's say a pessimistic one is, what, 50 bonus points for a Mega? I'm going to be right knocking on the door of the top 250.
1: Yeah, smashed it. I'm, I'm trying to get in there. Let's restore some pride for myself by moving on to predictions. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk us through what happened, Matt?
0: It, it, um, I felt like I did a lot better this week, and somehow we scored exactly the same amount of points.
1: Yes, I like the scoring system, because I, it rewards um, luck.
0: <laughs> it's not luck necessarily, Actually, but yeah. it, it rewards backwards logic, it feels like a lot <laughs> in this series, doesn't it? Um, yes, Jamie scored 4 points by virtue of guessing Verstappen and Sainz perfectly uh, for the weekend, there. first and third there. He predicted Sainz to be 3rd because he was expecting Leclerc to have a nightmare and Red Bull be quicker, rather than yeah. Sainz actually beating Perez. Um yeah. so that's how he got 4 points there. I got Leclerc correct and then the in position. qualifying that is, sorry, and then got Leclerc and Verstappen the wrong way around, so I picked up 2 points in qualifying and then 2 points in the race there, two singular point bonuses. Uh, which did mean overall, it was four each this week, wasn't it? Which I think yeah. brings the score now thirteen to twenty. Yes. So I'm um, actually
1: smashing it. That's an average of four points per race.
0: That's not bad going. That's to, two fact. correct, out of, correct out, of a eight, out of a possible eight. You're doing, you're doing okay. Yeah. Is is the way I'm going to describe it. it? But
1: yeah, we'll get onto our Spain predictions next week. Yes. Uh, yeah. In the preview show. So yeah. But well, let us know if you're playing along for predictions. Why you don't do that? He's just gonna lie and say you got eighty points. Eighty. So- <laughs> Wait, no. How many's the maximum? It would be. So
0: far this year, 40.
1: Forty-two because of the sprint.
0: Yes. Yeah. Forty-two points. Sorry. Got it. How many out of forty-two have you got? <laughs> <laughs> um. Final thing, then, Jamie. What are we giving it? Out of ten, the Miami Grand Prix.
1: Yeah, I feel like every race I've either given a six or an eight so far. So I'm gonna give it a six because it, it was. It was actually quite interesting in very limited sections. Small
0: doses, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was,
1: much like Imola really, there was a middle section that was very dead, but the the start and the end were very exciting. So I'll give it a six.
0: I'm going to give it a seven, just because the end was quite chaotic and we kind of had two separate battles with Leclerc and um, Verstappen yeah. as well. Then, Not the best race in the world, but not the worst either. Now, I guess kind of the last thing, really, we need to discuss this week then, Jamie. Has the Miami Grand Prix worked? I mean, we'll probably discuss this a bit more yes. next week, won't <laughs> we? But
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to argue no for that, to be honest. The amount of hype that it got around it, and from people that I've seen who were there, it feels like a lot of the fans who went to watch it are not F1 fans, which I think is ideal.
0: It's exactly what F1 is yeah. going for.
1: Yeah, because you don't get new fans unless new people come and watch. It sounds really stupid, but like gatekeeping yeah. the sport is not a good idea. No. <laughs> so no. to grow the fan base, you go to new places that are exciting to be at and put a race there, which is what they've done, and it's worked off quite well.
0: It, it certainly has this weekend, hasn't it? I mean, a lot of it, I think we we can sort of safely say, you know, as big long-term F1 fans, you know, there there's a lot of cringe there's oh, yeah. a lot of it. You know, Martin, I, I don't know if you saw the tweet by Martin it, Rundle luckily. today. Um, oh, I did, tweet earlier on, yeah, saying he's always hated doing the group walk and weekends like this weekend, you can't blame him because he's stood no. there with some DJ Khaled going another one. He's got no idea who he is. <laughs> Martin, obviously, when you go to like Silverstone and stuff, you know, you've got people there, but you can kind of get the sense of trying to find Martin as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think, we we can moan about the cringe, everything like that. But at the end of the day, Formula One isn't trying to target you or I. They've already got us locked in. No, exactly. We'll sit through it and moan about it on a podcast. But <laughs> at the end of the day, they're targeting people they need to. And as a shareholder in Formula One, I, Oh, yeah, you must be I, getting I stonks. That. No, I'm not. Um, oh, well, we, we, a, won't, we won't we won't talk about what the market's doing <laughs> at the moment, Jamie. Never mind inside Formula One. Just generally,
1: that'll um, be the the next podcast.
0: Yeah, Matt has to sell everything to be able to run the podcast.
1: Matt's doing this from a box next week.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. But anything else to add though, Jamie? Before we round this one out,
1: oh, I don't think so. I think that's basically everything.
0: No, I think I think we've done pretty well, haven't we? This week, our final sort of single-header event done and dusted. Unless of course Russia doesn't get a replacement. We're in for a long season now, aren't we? It feels like yeah. we've, it feels like this is kind of like the prequel, doesn't it? And no now we're really weeks. getting into the, gritty, the nitty gritty. We've got off weeks, but we've we got, got off, yeah, but we've always got a double header now, which yeah. is kind of mad. Between now and the yeah. end of the year, like expect said, some less long Russia. podcasts. Yes, yeah, there's going to be a lot of podcasting to get through over the next few months. But thank you all so much for listening, nonetheless. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure you leave a like. Get yourself subscribed. Like we said, links to Spotify, TikTok clips, everything like that will be down below. You know, by bit as well. A massive thank you to them. Uh, And then obviously F1 merch as well, you know, like we mentioned, a few more days to pick up your F1 Miami merch as well. Get yourself involved if you want some of that. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. You do really help support the channel. Thank you all so much for listening. And we'll be back next week then with more Knowing Wheel.